This is The Believer's Response with Althea Nbamidele. Welcome to our podcast, where we inspire fellow believers to live an empowered life and to walk the Christian walk victoriously. Let's chat. Our people, we are back again. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello, sis. Hello. Good day. Good day to you. I'll be proper. Real proper. Good, good day, day to you. Good day, sis. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very well. I bless God. I see. I see. You're looking rich. You are Amen. looking rich, bro. Oh, everybody's saying this to me. Oh, no, these guys are prophesying. No, seriously. You're Amen. looking rich. I received for this like, Yeah. I was writing something in, in there. Oh, I was writing a few things here. And she and the one of the choir members said, "Are you writing a check?" I was like, "Amen, amen. amen. I'll be writing checks and I'll be cashing checks and write me a amen. check and I'll cash that check." Too. Guys, tap into it. Tap into it. Yes, <laughs> amen. Amen. We thank so you. people, we're glad that you're back with us again. It's a privilege to have you back with us. It's always uh, we're grateful that every time. We record an episode. We have people to listen. And um, we're blessed by that. Thank you for coming back to listen to us and to listen to the voice of God through us. Amen. And um, because we, we put time into preparing, we just don't come to just blab. We <laughs> yeah. try as much as possible to mm-hmm. prepare. And um, we value your time. And we believe that even as you listen to us today again, you will be blessed and whatever whenever you're, you're going to be listening today's weather morning noon night you will be blessed as you listen in jesus name amen so what's been blessing you just to jump into it it's not oh, taking yeah. my time okay what's been blessing you sis yeah take it away me okay so i every time i struggle over what it is that i'm going to report that has Yay. been a blessing and i know we always say that and um <laughs> This time I settled on like a clip from a sermon that I heard and it blessed me because it was about mindset. And that's one of the things that I always focus on, like metacognition, um, thinking about how you think, evaluating how you think, the thoughts that you have. Because as it says in the Bible, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I always try to focus on my thought pattern and actually how is that helping me to be successful or not successful. And incidentally, I listened to this sermon called The Law of the Mind by our uh, Apostle Apostle Joshua Selman. And um, it was a clip from one of his longer sermons. And he had other laws in there that I'm going to catch up with, but I focus on the law of the mind. I think I listened to it maybe like four times already. And in there, one of the things he said was about your mindset. Like if you can take yourself out of where you are and and you're going into a higher position but if you keep that same old mindset you're going to ruin where you're going to and Mm. that really stuck to me because he used an example of someone that has a trashy mindset and he said something i think he said it was a gate man versus the the ceo of a company did you hear that one yes girl so he said the man um that was the gate man is always wishing to be the ceo always trying to talk down the CEO and say, okay, if I had that job, that I would be better than I am now. And he said, I bet you if I switch those two and the gate man becomes the CEO, 
he's in within a matter of a year or less or so he's gonna ruin that position and the man that's the CEO because of his mindset that he has the mindset of a champion um, of a winner his thought process is going to um, make that gate man job actually better than that gate man could have made it himself and there's no reason for people to actually even come into the company to see the CEO they stop and they talk to the gate man so he also said something about um, somebody that wears like you have like I think he used um, Naira because he's Nigerian but I'm gonna switch it over to dollars just basically so we can get uh, uh, get an understanding so basically something that's ten dollars versus something that's a hundred dollars so if you have a ten dollar mindset and you go into wearing something that's a hundred dollars you won't look good in that thing basically because you're just gonna put it on anyhow and wear it because you have a ten dollar mindset and if you have a hundred dollar mindset and you go and you purchase something that costs less because of your mindset you can elevate how that thing looks or the appearance of that thing so that was just a blessing to me and a reminder to make sure that the old mind dies like the bible says that you renew your mind you have to renew your mind so that old thinking has to die away so that the new thinking can be successful and it was a reminder to me not to take my old thinking into a new place because it won't mesh it will not agree so that was just um, a blessing to me that I wanted to share with you. And incidentally, you, you listened to it already, sis. <laughs> so for you, our listeners, yeah, don't go into a $100 suit with a $10 mindset. Okay? I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. So ask me what's been blessing me, sis. What's, what's, <laughs> what all has been blessing you? Because I know she always says this thing. Uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was saying that the other day too she was like oh Sean she always says that she doesn't know what to say and then she talks and she says a whole lot <laughs> guys okay be prepared to be blessed by whatever is coming out Amen. of her mouth right now okay <laughs> go ahead sis tell us what's Amen. blessing <laughs> okay so it's just um, the, the lessons of the year 2020 it's mm-hmm. been so profound this has been an unprecedented year like I don't think any one of us has seen a year like this before it's it's just out of the box kind of the, mm-hmm. uh, kind of a year it's and I was reading back into my journal a few days ago and I saw when this old COVID-19 started this pandemic mm-hmm. started and I remember writing I, I just had that feeling and I've been hearing pastors prophets talk about mm-hmm. there is something about this time and I remember writing down that God, I, I feel like there's something you want to do in these times, and I don't want to miss out. Mm-hmm. There's a move that you're, that you're and, and, you know, that is going on. I don't want to miss out in this move. And um, so, just thinking back on the lessons, the things, people who have died, mm-hmm. the things that are happening, it's just humbling. Mm-hmm. It's humbling, and it's just reminding me that nothing lasts forever nothing nothing lasts forever and whatever you want to last must be in christ jesus amen nothing lasts forever if you're i mean and then it's so funny how people think it's only coronavirus that kills Mm-mm. now like you could sleep and not wake up at all at all you could just god forbid you could just cross on the road and the car 
hits the person and the person is gone so for those who just think oh as long as i stay indoors and you could still keep doing your your evil things indoors it's a lie nope sis bros it's a lie anybody can die at any time coronavirus can come in your house (coughs) hello it has i've seen i've known people that have not left their house and coronavirus came so maybe someone got a mail or something yeah or someone visited them that they didn't expect and it came to them so exactly so let's um so my my i've just been thinking about the lessons of the year 2020 like wow this has been one fantastic year amen nobody knows it's, it's like the reality of when God says, even though he was talking about rapture in that Bible verse, but like two will be grinding something and one will be taking. I feel like that is happening in times like this. You don't know this person is going to die and all of a sudden you hear they are dead. Yeah. Or all of a sudden they were rich and everything is just falling apart for them. Mm. Or someone was earning six figures and all of a sudden they are homeless. Yeah, these are the times. These mm-hmm. times are just, you know, not, I, I don't want to use the word scary, but it just makes you, if you know God, it just makes you just want to stay at his feet and just learn mm-hmm. more and just mm-hmm. learn more. So for me, what's been blessing me is just to remain in Christ, just to keep heeding his voice. Whatever I want to last, to keep putting it in his hands. And Amen just keep trusting in him because nothing i and i'm learning that i can't trust in anything like i nothing oh in fact i wrote it because i'm always writing something at work mm-hmm. <laughs> i wrote it that jesus truly is all i've got uh, girl and i think that's a major lesson for me truly jesus is all i've got i don't know about anybody else mm. that bag right there can someone can snatch it off from me and that's the those are variables the only mm. constant thing it's Jesus. Amen. I could lose this this jacket. I could lose my home. God forbid. God forbid. God but forbid. those things are variables. Anything can happen and those things will be gone. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the only constant thing is Jesus. So I'm gonna hold on to this Jesus. Amen. That's my Amen. that's my thing, man. Everything else is a variable at this point. I was doing I'm studying this thing, mathematical, um, biblical math. Mm-hmm. Because I've been, for some reason, I've been seeing equations in the Bible, <laughs> mathematical mm-hmm. equations, and um, I'm like, hmm, if this equals this, just like mm-hmm. tithe, tithe is a biblical yeah. math, you know, mm-hmm. 10% of your income. Mm-hmm. And then the one I was thinking lately, I can't even remember right now, but it's just everything, I'm seeing everything as in numbers mm. in the Bible. It's all, it's calculatable, yet God is still God. Yeah. It's still mm-hmm. God and you can't calculate everything at the same time. So mm-hmm. God is awesome. Awesome sauce. So, all things are variables. God is the only constant. Alright guys, so please share with us what's been blessing you. Let's know what's been blessing you. Let's know, um, and through our Instagram post, you can post anytime. Just let us know what's been blessing you. Let us, and we're going to share it on the next episode. So we haven't gotten anything recently. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing recently. So guys, please, if you're listening, we're nudging you. 
share, share, share. share. Don't be shy. All right. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Alrighty. So, and you never know, it could bless us as well. So let's go into the topic of today. Do you want to guess? Do you want to guess? All right. I know it. Can you guess? No, no, no. I'm saying that. Oh, today. Oh. I'm like, no, I know it. Okay. No, I was talking to them. All right. So the topic for today is why be discerning? Mm-hmm. Sis, can you use your, your accent to, to, to say it? I think she said it fine. Discerning, right? Why be discerning? Yes. Mm-mm-mm. All right. So, what is discernment? Discernment. So, while, while I was thinking about it, a few things came to my mind. I, I wrote down, discernment is the ability to differentiate and separate situations, people, or things for what they truly are. Mm, well done. Yeah. And then I, uh, I, I was thinking about it again, and then I wrote, discernment is also the ability to think biblically through mm. anything. Mm-hmm. So when I was thinking about it in another way, again, yes. like to be able to think through a situation biblically. Mm-hmm. So using Bible as your yardstick, as your measure okay. for, for seeing the truth in something or the error mm-hmm. in something. So... Um, I'm sure you have some Bible um, dictionary definition as well. Yeah, and your own I think personal. yours. Um, what you said, it, it it makes sense. Yeah, and my personal mm. too. And you, so because we have just, the biblical aspect, mm-hmm. and then we also have, I mean, the dictionary. Yeah, the you know the Christ-centered. Mm-hmm. I think I'll put it that way, mm-hmm. as opposed to biblical, the Christ-centered mm-hmm. aspect of discernment, mm-hmm. and then we have the just general Webster's dictionary. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> so I'm not sure if, if this is Webster's dictionary, mm-hmm. but this says the ability to judge well. Okay. It's a dictionary uh, meaning. It says, and I got it from Google. It says the ability to judge well or perception mm-hmm. in the absence of judgment with a view to obtain spiritual direction and understanding. So nice. sis, take it away. Very Let's nice. I like that. You. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, it's from Google. Okay. I like the spiritual aspect of it because mm. obviously on the believer's response, we're going to be coming from the spiritual, the, the Christ-centered, yes. you know, spiritual aspect of discernment because yes. all of that is true. Um, and when I was looking up discernment, I came across it being a process, like you said, to um, distinguish, right? Mm-hmm. That was the word you used? Uh, differentiate. Differentiate, yeah, differentiate. Okay, so I, was, I saw determine. Mm. Um, it says uh, to describe the process of determining God's desire in a situation or for one's life or identifying the true nature of a thing mm. such as discerning whether a thing is good or evil but then it goes beyond that as well because it may not necessarily be whether that thing is good or evil it, it may be is that thing practical mm. or is that the thing that God is desiring for you for your life so being able to discern, if we can put all of the words together and make them synonyms, synonymous, mm-hmm. determine, distinguish, differentiate what God's desire for that situation is, mm-hmm. for your life is. And being led by the Holy Spirit is how you can accomplish being discerned. Mm-hmm. So I asked the question of myself, why is it important? Why is discernment helpful? So if you think about what we're living with now in this day and age, discernment is extremely helpful. Look at the times, you know, and one of the, the, the Bible texts that I always reflect on, especially now when everybody's talking about how crazy 
I don't, I, wait, I shouldn't say that word. Oh, Heavenly Joy, I'm so sorry. <laughs> she listens. <laughs> She's gonna. No. Okay, not crazy, Heavenly Joy. Interesting. That's a better word. I'm sorry. <laughs> interesting Thank see you. we have listeners of all ages i think she's what three four she's four four oh gosh okay so i have to watch my words so okay so when we think about how interesting all of these times are and how things are just happening seemingly out of nowhere we have to be on the defense and i feel as though discernment is our number one defense in this right now in these times and that's all through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Mm. And discernment is actually a spiritual gift. So keeping that in mind, why do we need it? Look around, everybody. As it says in First Chronicles 12, 32, when it's talking about the sons of Issachar, and that's the verse that I love. <laughs> Listen, she's over here looking like, guys, I thought of it. Is it in your notebook? <laughs> I can't even see from over here. She wrote in pink. But... <laughs> Yeah, the sons of Issachar. It says, um, from Issachar, men who understand the times and know what Israel should do. 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. So now, especially in this time, if you are a leader of anything, you need discernment. If you're a leader of your household, a leader in your community, a leader in your fellowship group, a leader in church, obviously, you need to possess the ability to discern. Why? Because as it says in this verse, we have to understand the times that we're in and we need to know what we should do in every aspect and in everything. We have to be aware of our surroundings. We have to know when to move, when not to move, when to stay and when to go. So a lot of the world sees discernment as like a psychic ability, like a sixth sense, right? And they're like, oh, um, I just had a feeling. No, not really. It's not just that simple. Now, if you're not in Christ, you're not born again, you can just chalk it up to just a sixth sense. But when you're in the world, there's always, like the Bible says, that still small voice of God is always trying to call you, always trying to pull you in. And guess what? There's somebody out there praying for you. So even if you're feeling that, okay, I'm getting a nudge to go in a certain direction, maybe your grandmother's praying for you, your mother's praying for you, you know, your auntie, like I always pray for my niece and nephew, Lord, <laughs> you know, Holy Spirit guide their steps. So that guidance that you're getting is that Holy Spirit trying to get in there and you can't function properly because you're not born again. You're not allowing him to take control of the situation and be fully at the helm of your ship. So that being said, you have to be able to distinguish between the good and the perfect will of God for your life. And for you to do that, you need to be able to tap into that flow of the Holy Spirit. You need to tap in so that you can be able to, so that he can direct you on the path that you need to go on. He can guide your steps. And um, also say that, you know, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, that um, it's the ability to distinguish between spirits. Okay. Now in the time that we're living in, everything, I believe everything is spiritual. Yes. I agree. So I'll pause on that so you can think about it. Everything is spiritual. Sometimes you may look at something and see it just at, as faith, at face value, but without discernment, you would just see it just as that. You would see somebody that cuts you off in traffic as just a person that cuts you off in traffic. You'll see that somebody that comes like you're trying to pray, you're trying to fast, and they come and they try to aggravate you. You would just see that person. 
But with the ability to discern, you'll be able to see, you will have spiritual insight. You'll be able to see beyond what that face value situation is. This is not just somebody that may be coming just to aggravate you when you're fasting. You'll be able to see the deeper connections. And don't you want to? Who wouldn't want to? I, for one, would like to have like a cheat sheet kind of, like looking behind the scenes. <laughs> or like if you think about a play and they have a curtain and they pull the curtain. Let's open the curtain <laughs> so we can see what's behind it. And that's what discernment helps you do, to open that curtain so you can see what's going on in the spirit. And we need that. That, that is why discernment is our defense in this spiritual world. And if you just look at things just as they are, then you are getting the short end of the stick. So discernment is not for us as believers to get it and to hoard it. It's for the benefit of the body. It's for the edification of the church. It's to bring people closer to God. So if you are a beneficiary of having that, that um, gift of the spirit, being able to discern the spirits, it's supposed to help to guide people back to God, help you guide yourself, your family, and then your neighbors, your brethren, back to God. So it's not for you to set up there and say, okay, I am in an elitist club of discerners, <laughs> if there could ever be such a thing, right? Um, that we, this is not just something that we use to keep people out. Like, you're not like us. No, Jesus Christ would never... We need to bring those bracelets back. What would Jesus do? Jesus Christ would never, okay, have that where he set himself above these people. No, he, had, he was eating with tax collectors, talking to prostitutes, all the people that were supposed to be the outsiders in the community. The lady with the... Um, <laughs> That, that washed her feet with his tears and dried them with her hair, with the alabaster box. She was an outskirt of society. So all of these things are not meant for us to keep ourselves away from the world. It's for us to go in and bring people back into the fold, okay? So um, I was thinking to myself, okay, discernment. How could discernment have benefited me in my life when I was growing up? Oh, so much, right, sis? Like... <laughs> If I had it, and, and the Holy Spirit was trying with me, but at the same time, I was just being resistant. Just ignorance. No. Okay. Sis, I have a question at that point. Yes. So, was it that at one point or the other, we didn't discern, or we just, or was it that we discerned, but we did not follow through? Because mm. I feel like there's sometimes you know these mm -hmm. steps are not right, but you just don't follow through. Yeah, I think um, it might be, I don't think it's a lack of discernment. Mm -hmm. I think you're right about that. It's not discerning, but for discernment to function the way it's supposed to, you have to you have to be aligned, I think. You have to be in the flow. You have to be with the Holy Spirit, moving with the Holy Spirit, following his guidance, letting him lead, letting him teach you, letting him conform you. Um, you know, and as it says, well, actually, that brings me to one of my scriptures I have here from Romans 12, 2. It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that uh, what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. So in that, it's not so much that I was not discerning. It was just the fact that I wasn't constantly renewing my mind in Christ and not, not reading the word constantly not praying enough, not seeking the face of God, but just being in the world so much that I couldn't really 
process what the Holy Spirit was trying to, because I was somewhat in, and you know, and God was trying to direct me where I needed to go, but I was just not, like my mindset was stuck in that old frame of thinking, and I couldn't access, properly access the full spectrum of discernment and, and be flowing in the spirit of discernment. Wow. So, so no, I, just saw, I just saw something and while you were talking, just when you kept mentioning discernment, discernment, you know, I, I, Oh wow. I just saw that, you know, when you're walking in a maze, mm-hmm. when you are in that maze, you don't know that you're in the maze, no. but when God discernment and following through and being aligned with God, Mm-hmm. It's when God gives us a bird's eye view. Yes. Now you have an aerial view. You can see yes. from the top mm-hmm. that, okay, this is a maze. And you know the beginning. And you mm-hmm. can see tracing with your eyes. You can see the end. And mm-hmm. then having that in mind, when you go through the maze, you know, mm-hmm. because you have the prior knowledge of looking at it from an aerial perspective. Yes. Aerial as an A-E-R-I-A-L. So you're looking from the top. Yes. You can see the the maze so now when you're going through it you have a better knowledge okay mm-hmm. this is the way to go this is the way to go so but when you're in there even though you're discerning that okay this is a maze i know i should go but you don't exactly. know which way to go yes so that so was what true. i just saw while you were talking that's a really good um illustration because it is because life is like a maze and the sermon is that map kind mm-hmm. of and it is Having, like you said yeah. that aerial view so that you can come up, like it, it takes you above all of it. So you don't, you're not bogged down. Yes. We're trying to figure out, okay, so you just let the spirit flow mm-hmm. and then he will guide you. So that was just me thinking like, you know, and I was thinking back, reflecting, like I missed out on so many opportunities because I tempt that spirit in me. And it, this happened to me when I was in college. And this is for, you know, cause we have listeners of all ages too. Mm-hmm. You know, our high schoolers, our college students, you know, if you think about it, a lot of times in college, students, um, young believers get pulled away from Christ because of what they're faced up against um, compared to what they've learned growing up. And they have all of this new information flooding into their head at, at once. You need the ability to discern what is for you and what should be for, you know, what you should just automatically reject. And that happened to me in college because it was, um, I think my freshman year through my sophomore year, I befriended one of my college professors and for some reason he took a liking to me. It wasn't like, you know, salacious in any kind of way. Trust me. (laughs) It wasn't like that, but he saw himself as like, okay, I'm going to mentor her. And he took on a few of us other um, young students that came from like underprivileged areas and you know, different things like that. One of the things he really liked about me was the fact that I was a good listener and I was well-spoken for my age and I was intuitive. Now, all of that was a gifting from God. But at that time, when I met him and he infused his ideas, because a lot of college professors, they're either atheists or they're agnostic or they don't believe in anything but themselves. They just worship, you know, whatever. And some of them are outright Satanists, I guess. But he was an agnostic and he pretty much... You know, he infused his ideas into me. I remember one time I was in the office because he let us use um, one of his offices because he had a lot of offices. He was very well placed in the, in the college and he let us use his office. We could we would go in there and study. If we needed to take a nap, we would go in there and take a nap. It was just like uh, like a play playtime. 
And I was in there reading one of my books and it was called Staying Pure. And I, I sat there and I drew a rose and I wrote on it that I pledged to stay pure. And I put it up on the bulletin board in the office. And I remember he came back and the other ones came back and they were ridiculing me. And they were saying like, okay, like, you know, do you really, do you really think that you can actually stay pure? But at the end of the day, if I had just listened and I was, I continued going on that path that I started on, I would be a lot, it would be, it would have taken me closer to where I am now a lot sooner. And who knows what God could have accomplished. You know, time is of the essence. That's one of the things that discernment helps you do. It helps you not to waste time. So with that, let me go into what I see as the benefits of discernment. You know, no shade to that guy, but you know, he was very limited in his thinking and his life was not, is not successful at this point in time. And I can see why, because of your thoughts. Like I ended up learning so many things about him that he revealed later on that was underneath all of that. You know, like his intentions towards me were not harmful. But the things that he was doing, his lifestyle was harmful to me because my, my, my spirit was rejecting it. The, the spirit of God in me at the time that was trying to stay pure was rejecting him. And it just caused a lot of friction. But um, I'll say this. Okay, benefits of discernment. Protection. You get all around protection. Any situation you walk into, you have the ability to discern you are protected. It'll edify you in fellowship. That's another one. Number three. You'll have direction in life. You're going to be where God wants you to be, not where you think you should be. Number four, you'll be able to help others um, close to you. So you might, I might be able to um, give some advice through the sermon for my sister. She might be able to give something to me. Um, you'll be able to make good choices. Number five. Number six, spiritual growth. Hello. That's what happened to me in, in college, that my college experience, I could have been, and if I even go into the details of the, 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 the depth of just loss that that guy is living with in and around, God just had to cut that situation off because he, he was like, I cannot mentor you through him, daughter. I cannot. So <laughs> spiritual growth. Number seven, growth in life, just regular growth. Being able True. to, because it's not just about the spiritual, that discernment is going to help you practical in practical ways. Because God said in his word that he wishes that you will prosper even as your soul prospers. So as you're prospering physically, your soul is prospering as well. You're prospering physically and spiritually. Discernment will help you do that. And number eight, it says um, closeness to God and being able to do his will. Okay. And also, being close to God, you have to nurture this spirit inside of you. And one way to nurture it is to keep reading the word of God, understanding, knowing, and recognizing the voice of God. And I'll end with this um, scripture here. It says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirit joints and marrow it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart so us wielding the word of god this double-edged sword this sword that's able to penetrate and divide soul uh, and spirits that is going to help us to enhance that, that ability inside of us to discern 
So as we read the word, and I'm going to say for us here, even on us, uh, me and my sister, that the ability to discern would never, never, never be absent from us Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And that's for you too as well, our listeners. May you Amen. always, okay, as you tap in, as you walk closer with Christ, that you will have the ability to discern and the spirit of discernment will rest upon you Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you so much, sis. You've actually... Uh, said a lot. Yes, yeah, said a lot. <laughs> said a lot. <laughs> My throat you feels said, like I said a lot. <laughs> yeah, you have. And um, I'm, I'm blessed by it. So I'm just going to just quickly mention just ex- from where you, you stopped. You know? Having a solid foundation foundation in the knowledge of the word of God helps us even in the area of discernment. As much as it is a gift to some people, mm-hmm. like it's a special gift to some people, mm-hmm. but it is a required, it's a necessity for every believer. Mm-hmm. So some people have it like it's just... It's, they are always on point with yeah. getting what it is. And especially it's for others because it's a gift. So it's usually to bless others. They know, they know what you should do at this particular time. They know what you should be doing. They know how you should go about it. But for every child of God. So I feel like some people may say, oh, no, that's a gift for some people. No, mm-hmm. it's a necessity for every child of God. So, and, and my sister has already established that. So... Going back to the knowledge of God's word, mm-hmm. we have to have that bank inside of us. Inside of us. So when I was writing down that definition of discernment, is also the ability to biblically think through anything. Mm-hmm. So there are some things that are not written in white and black in the Bible. Amen. Mm-hmm. But your foundation of the word of God. Or, 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 or no, some things. Let me say it now. Some things happening presently in our lives now, like in this present age now, mm-hmm. they are not written black and white in the Bible. But as we study the Word of God, you know, the the Bible says the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. But the but the but the 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 Word, the the Word gives life. So even though you're, you're if you're looking at the letter. The letter can be a problem because you're just going to be focusing on what the sentence is saying, how it connects to that, to the next sentence. But the logos, the the power behind that word is what gives life. So when we receive that life from that word, that's what helps us in situations where you don't know what to do. Outrightly, you you have no information about this new situation. But the, the presence, the bank of the word of God inside of you helps you to discern that this is not going to turn out good or this is going to be great i'm going to step forward and continue in this line and you know we all have times when we're confused and we're like god what are you saying in this situation there's no explicit thing in the bible for me to hold on to regarding this present situation in my life but i'm telling you if we can just stay in the word of god even what we know alone if it's if it's living in us if it's alive in us God will some way, somehow. And it also continues. We continue in prayer. The place of prayer cannot be overlooked. Even after you have received the word. 
you have to ruminate over it in prayer some people you know i like it when some people will say work it work that word work that word you know mm-hmm. so there is the, the working of it is the praying over it praying 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 till you get a rema from heaven mm-hmm. you know so it goes beyond the letter now now it transforms into your own word a personal word for you even though it started with the word that you saw in the word of god yes well as you're praying you're praying you know you just spit out some words and you're like where did that come from and before you know it that's the solution to Mm -hmm. the issue that you're going through so the place of prayer can never be overlooked when it comes to discerning because of course there are some things that you have to discern it right there and then Mm -hmm. Yes. yes but there are things that okay maybe you have to go into the place of prayer and see god's face and say god which way do i go concerning this situation which way do i go what is this mm-hmm. even though somebody's saying something to you you're able to discern they're lying they're not they're not saying they're saying what you need to hear not what yeah the no truth, truth is in this. Mm-hmm. even though it seems like it's all good and somebody was saying i was listening to a message and, and the pastor said you know the sermon helps you to know mm-hmm. god's plan and a good it helps you to differentiate between God's plan and a good plan. Mm-hmm. There are good I mean everybody has a good it's plan. A lot of good plans. Lots yeah. of good, good plans. Yeah, good choices. In the church we have bounty of good plans. Mm-hmm. But the spirit of God, the spirit of discernment helps you to know. Yes, it sounds like a good plan. Yeah. It sounds it sounds like a good plan, but there's selfishness in it. Mm-hmm. There is um 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 um, so, uh, there is um, a place of someone trying to curry the favor of someone else, mm. not even the favor of God, but curry yes, the favor of yes. another person, mm-hmm. or it's a place of um, somebody operating in pride. Yes, exhibitionist. Yes. Mm-hmm. So even though it looks so good, like on the surface, like you were saying, everything is spiritual. So on the surface, it looks so good. Mm. There is n- you. You cannot really pinpoint that uh, this is evil. But the spirit of God, that spirit of discernment helps you to be able to, those nuances that you can yes. pinpoint and say, ah, this is it. You know, like in this world now, especially with the way our country is right now, talking about the United States of America, it's very, somebody saying this, oh, mm-hmm. this is this is the, the right party, this is the, oh, yeah. the, this is the left, this is the yeah. right. It is the spirit of God that helps you discern that, this is the way you should go. Like for me, I mean, let me not go political here. But the point is, at every point in time, even if you have decided I am demo- mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a Democrat or That's I'm cool. a Republican, if you are discerning enough, the Spirit of God will tell you at this point in time, this is how I want you to go regarding this. Thank you. So it's when, when it comes to God, there is no, this is it and that's it. Um, this is what I've decided and that's it. And, Things can change. Yeah, for you. When for you, make, you, when you make yes. your decisions. God, He will not, but you, He will change you. He will change Amen. you. Amen. And I mean, this year is a good example. He will change. If you your like, plans. make your plans. Keep Thank making you. your Hello. plans. <laughs> he will Keep making it. your plans. But God will show you when He's ready to show you. I mean, we all. I don't know who who, who did not have plans for this 2020. I had plans. Can I you imagine? Say that. I had plans. <laughs> I mean, God showed everybody, keep making yeah. your plans and mm-hmm. not put me in and watch. Even the ones that you, you, you think, oh, I'm all in with you. I can mm-hmm. change it. I can change it. Yes. And we just have to trust. And we just have to just trust. trust. That's why I came to that conclusion. <clears throat> Jesus is all I've got, man. Mm-hmm. He's the only constant. In this, it's the on, in this whole equation, 
is the only constant uh, constant factor in all of everything anything else can change anything else whatsoever anything else you can have hair today and not have hair tomorrow hair? like hair yeah oh, like your, your hair oh, okay, that you yes, breathe yes, yes. yeah or yes. even the air you breathe yeah, it could be so hard to breathe. Yeah, yeah. there's people that have emphysema. There's people that have. I you mean, know, so many th- things. things just change. Yes. Hold so on. the only thing that we can hold on to mm-hmm. that keeps whatever that 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 has the op- uh, that has the what's the word yep. that has the tendency to change. Mm-hmm. So Jesus Christ, because he's the constant, he's the only one that can rub off his constancy. <laughs> if that's if that's something yes, on yes. our variables mm-hmm. and keep it constant yes yes i'm not sure if you get what i mean let me repeat it again yes. so because jesus christ is the only constant mm-hmm. yes everything else around us is a variable but when he comes when we know we acknowledge that you are the only constant thing father he mm-hmm. rubs off on us that even though there are variables around us he keeps them constant he makes them unchanging. Thank you. Hello. He won't let anything touch that variable. Mm-hmm. He puts his own constant factor upon it. Yes. And even though it's a variable, because he's in it, he keeps it constant. Yes. Yes. So, discernment, discernment, discernment. With this um, sons of Issachar, I always refer to it like God. I just want to know what you're doing, and not only to know but to know what to do thank you and th- that's what happens to us when we were younger we know i, I think for to a large or maybe to, to to some extent we know that okay mm-hmm. what you're about to do is wrong or what you're about to do is right keep on doing it but that's grace to do thank you. especially when it comes to the wrong thing grace to do and turn away and say i'm going to do the right thing yes. is what is usually missing because a lot of young people know. They oh, know yeah. when they're Somewhere hearing. inside of there. And then you hear like, no, don't do that. Don't do it. And then... Somehow they just turn out. And, <laughs> you know, talking about this... Um, I mean, these things about, you know... We hear the, we, we hear the enemy more clearer Girl. than we hear God. Mm-hmm. We know when the devil is talking. How come we can't decipher when Jesus is talking? When God is talking to us. And sometimes we even hear for someone else. Like I can tell you, sis, this is the way to go, man. I'm so yeah, sure about yeah, it. So but when sure. it comes to me. No, then your ears, your ears are clogged. <laughs> it's true. Like, the enemy is just so. Because, you know, as it says that he's the accuser of the brethren. Mm-hmm. So you kind of get that. Remember our episode when we talked about the script that changed your script? Uh, that was like, I think, an isolation breeds depression. Okay. We talk about that that old file, that brain file. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> I remember. Change that brain file. Yes. You know, okay. It's stuck on devil talk. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So God help us that. And what I see here is let's just align with God. Amen. Because to a large extent, we know. Of course, there are some things that, and with the way the world is going now, there are so many blurry lines that we're, 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 we're mixing a lot of things that. At what point are we going to say, no, enough is enough? Like, this is right and this is wrong. Sometimes we don't even know what is right anymore. Yeah. With the way the world is going, you don't even know. A Christian can do anything and nobody is holding them accountable. Or these ones that say they're Christians. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, they're Christians. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't even know the difference between a Christian and and, and a non-Christian now. You don't know the difference between a believer and a non-believer. And this thing eats deep into the fabric of the church 
Yes. You know? So discerning, discernment. And I don't know why this is coming to my spirit. Discernment even when we come into the presence of God. You know, mm-hmm. differences in times, differences in seasons, knowing that this time is very precious right now. Of course, every time we come into the presence of God is precious. It's precious, yeah. But there, there are some times that you need to just be quiet. And sometimes you just want to keep talking. You know, knowing the difference is also discernment, even in the presence of God. Amen. That this time right now, I ought to dance my my body out of, you know, out of body, out of body. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I will just stand there or being in yes. this spirit when God mm-hmm. is saying dance, make your physical body move. dance to well, me. You move. know, especially knowing what to say, like when you when you're interceding for others. Oh, when God you, bless you. You know, when you're coming into the place of prayer, knowing that I should open up my mouth, mouth. and I should. Speak pray out loud versus being quiet out loud going to distract me am i just going to be saying vain babblings you're right or am i going to be actually saying you know let my heart connect to what i'm trying to present to god in this moment yes and there are times when you even need to be quiet yes you are still in the mood of prayer yeah but you need to be quiet to just hear what the father is saying not that you Mm -hmm. just keep talking every time yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Like, what is it saying? Especially you... if you're in corporate prayer. If you're in church and everybody's hooping and hollering and they're, okay, that's fine. But what is God asking of you, you to do? Thank so you. So discernment, even in corporate worship, mm-hmm. is very important. There are times when um, maybe the pastor is there and a song comes to me. I will step out for that song. You know, maybe everybody's still worshiping. You know, when Thank they're you. saying pray and a song is, and I just keep coming up, um, coming up in this worship and it's not stopping. Mm-hmm. I would step out quickly, record it mm-hmm. because I don't want to distract people. And if I can record while I'm right there yes, in the midst of people, right fine, there. because it's coming to, and I know I sense that I need to record at that point in time. There are times that I've been foolish and God has told me you were foolish at that point. Sometimes I will say, oh God, I'm just, it's coming. I don't want to record. I just, it's for you. I'm just, you know, yeah. I'm just blurring it out. And God is saying, write, no, it, down. write it down. Go and write it down. So we need to know the difference in times. That's yeah. also discernment. You know, the little, you said something the uh, about the, even in the little, little things. Okay. That was before we started recording. Yeah, you know, the little things. Yes, yeah. discernment, even in, because it builds up to the big things. Yeah. And I want to start taking things like that seriously. Paying attention. Paying attention. Sometimes it just takes paying attention. Looking at your children. What's going on? Why is this child like this? Yeah. Why is this and child talking like, like this? God, help me to understand, you know. Just help me to, to be able to see. Yes, mm-hmm. so these people, one of the things that I caught from them, the sons of Isaac, I say in... First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32. My sister read it already, but I'm going to read it. It says, of the sons of Issachar, who had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. Mm-hmm. That's, not the, that's not even the part that company. It says, their chiefs were 200. They were the least of all the tribes mm-hmm. of Israel that were important for the, for the crowning of King David. And it says, and all their brethren were at their command. That was what mm-hmm. caught me. All mm-hmm. their brethren were at, at their, their command. command. So mm-hmm. when you know what to do, you do not only have an understanding of the times, but you know what to do. People will be at your beck and call. Mm-hmm. Because people want to be your friend because they want to know what to do for their lives as well. Oh yeah, you're going the right you're way. You're going to be influential. Mm-hmm. You're going the right way and you know what they ought to do as well. 
men you you i mean you, <coughs> what what um i i wrote something about it i said this sermon gives you an edge above your contemporaries yes amen it gives you an edge while they're there everybody's still figuring out what to do you just have the ready solution and i and i thank god for this this is a little nugget to the glory of god everyone every believer should have a set of declarations that they make apart from praying set of declarations that we make and one of the words that i put in my declaration i said i have a ready solution for any situation at every point in time that is why i'm a christian that is why i'm a child of god when you're talking and everybody's still rambling still thinking i should have it that is why the spirit of god is in me thank you hello i should have a ready solution right there and then when everybody thinks they will catch you unawares and you don't have something to say right there and then the holy spirit gives you something to say it's not about pride. It's about the spirit. That is the act, acting word of God inside of me. Exactly, it must be at work. And not only for me to pray, but also to be a solution at every point in time. Amen. And that is what the sermon does. It, it confers authority on you. Mm-hmm. It confers authority. Some way, somehow, you become an authority. In your family, everybody is figuring, they're trying to figure out what to do. And God just gives you a simple but profound solution yes. to that problem. People will only follow those who know what to do. Mm-hmm. You don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, anybody going to follow you? No. Not that we're seeking followers, but you it's need, just natural. Yeah. you need To be a leader, you have to have a follower. I yeah. Mean, it's just that. It's just know, what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just this life. You have to. There's no way around that. Yeah. And you mentioned it. To be a leader, if you don't know, if you don't know what to do, people are just going to be like, he doesn't know what to do. Oh, no. He doesn't know yeah. what to do. Yeah. And you I'm and not that's, that's rejection. Yeah. I'm not listening to that because I'm not going to let anybody push me into the ditch because they don't know what to do. Yeah. The blind leading the blind. That's what they call it's it. It's a problem. You can't be yes. a blind leading a blind person. It's just not. Yes. And I wrote down, it's not enough to understand. Knowing what to do is very crucial as well. It's not enough to understand. Yes, you understand. Like, I, I sense God telling me that. Because I, I, I believe I have a special gift of understanding. Like, I can mm-hmm. tell. I can decipher. Okay, this ball. What, do you know what to do? That's no, one, one yeah. thing I'm praying for. The ability to know. So, it's not okay to just understand. Yeah, well, it's fine. You understand. You can tell this person from that person. You know mm-hmm. how to deal with this person. You know how to. Thank God for that. But do you know what to do? yes do you know what to do to from knowing to, to keep doing. that relationship mm-hmm. do you know what to do to keep moving on in your life do you know every every at every juncture that you get in life yes that you get to in life do you know the next right step to take so true that's one of my prayer mm-hmm. prayer points recently daddy what is the next right step at this point of my life the what is the right next step right to step to take mm-hmm. i just don't want to grow up in darkness what is the next right step and that is the place of discernment knowing what this time is saying and what to do in this time if it's just to be praying and not do anything else everybody can keep doing different businesses and god is just saying pray and you discern that that's what to do in times like this if you stick to it your reward will come in your name but if you just keep because somebody's selling something today you jump into that that person is selling that today you jump into it no direction so in, and that's another one. The sermon gives us direction, direction. in life. So we're not going to overflog it. I believe with this little 
<laughs> like when you debate in Nigeria, yeah. with these few points of mine, <laughs> I believe I've been able to convince you the, the, the and not to standard. confuse you <laughs> that discernment is crucial. Discernment is crucial in our walk with God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. God help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And God will help us. So we hope you were blessed by this episode on discernment. And if so, please share. Please comment. Also, let us know what do you um, what is your opinion about mm, discernment? Yes. Um, is there anything that stood out to you about this? Do you have an example of where discernment was effective in your life, or maybe even the lack of discernment could costed you something very dear, or costed you time, costed you energy, whatever it was because of lack of discernment and even if you don't share with us reflect on it i'm really big on reflection just take a minute think about it where can you place discernment in your life you know and as we said this is a spiritual world but in all of this once we remain in him we will be victorious because that's the believer's believers response response. amen amen thanks for joining us bye